podcast that teaches you how to have a higher quality sex life, where I share cutting edge research in neuroscience and psychology, relatable stories, and practical mindfulness-based skills so that you can maximize your pleasure potential and unlock more awareness and energy in every area of your life. I am master life coach and mindfulness expert, Danielle Savory, and I am thrilled to be on this journey with you. Hello, hello, hello. How is everyone doing today? You know, actually, I think a better question is, how are you doing in this moment? Just really tuning into that. This is a question that I've been asking myself rather than how am I doing today is how I'm doing in this moment, because I think it's interesting when I really started to pay attention to that. Later in the evening, towards dinner time, I always get very hangry and get kind of irritated. And it makes me put this damper on the rest of the day. Like, oh my God, today's been so hard. When it's like, no, actually the last 10 minutes have been hard. And just that perspective of realizing that I'm having a hard moment, mostly because I have no food in my body, is more of the issue than having a really hard day. Everything seems amplified. Everything seems hard. Everything seems like a struggle. But when I sit and think about it, I'm like, actually, today was pretty amazing. So, you know, as you're going through this quarantine where the days kind of seem to blend all in, just notice when you're making these blanket statements about how things are or how you are. And like in this moment, acknowledging how you're feeling rather than being like, I'm doing awful. This whole thing is horrible. Being like, well, there's been some up moments. There's been some down moments. And overall, I'm doing pretty good. Okay, anyway, let's go ahead and jump in and talking about today. So what I have planned for you on today's episode is another interview that I did with one of my beloved clients, Jamie, and I just love hearing her paint the picture for what it looks like to be this vibrant woman, to what it looks like to really feel alive in her body. And she's going to share with you in this episode just how she went from basically rejecting her body for a number of reasons to just relishing in the pleasure of it, like feeling alive and also that she wanted to make choices from this place of love, like different types of choices for her body because she found this deep love affair with herself. She also talks about just this, her different approach with sex, how it went from a place of keeping her husband happy to, you know, oh wait, this makes me happy. This is actually something that I want, that I enjoy. And then the effect of doing that and approaching it that way learning how to tap into that pleasure and then the effects and the transformation she's seen because of it. And just a reminder for any of you that are ready to do this work, my group program is open right now, Better Sex in 90 Days. The women that have been applying are unbelievable and I'm so excited and eager to take them through this transformational journey because I know what it's like on the other end. I know from experience and then also watching my clients as I take them through this process of, you know, falling in love with themselves, of redeveloping and rekindling this deep relationship with their bodies, with their partners, you know, unearthing those things that are holding them back from their pleasures so they can dive deep into their sexuality, but 
but also so they can bring the sexuality and integrate that into who they are so they can become a fully expressed person. It's the most incredible work that you can do. And now you get to do it with another group of women. Like how fucking amazing is that? So take a look, daniellesavory.com slash group. I can't wait to chat with you more. See if you're a good fit and we start soon. Okay. I hope you enjoy this episode. Hello, Jamie. How are you doing today? Hi, Danielle. I am feeling so excited. That's how I'm doing today. (laughs) Good. Me too. Uh, Well, let's go ahead and just dive in. I would love, you know, just for us to start this episode about, you know, prior to us working together, like what was going on with you What inspired you to reach out and do this work together? Okay, so I had been, which I discovered with you, I had been rejecting my body for years. I've been so mad at my body. Like I had had, I had experienced a lot of illness, physical pain, some mental and emotional pain. I kind of recoiled often at the thought of sex because realistically I had had some painful sex. And so I was often recoiling at that. And I would not look forward to the anticipation of sex. I know a lot of people would say like they put sex on their schedule and that would just make me like, (gasps) like tighten up, like, Oh no, it's going to happen. (laughs) And so I would get nervous. And, um, I had been around you at a retreat that you did. It was a long weekend that we spent together in Palm Springs And after spending some time with you, I was on my drive home and I just felt like this old me was shedding away because I had this possibility of this new version of me, which wasn't actually a new version. It's actually like the real me that I could see being with you. But like the way that I can explain it was like an old me was shedding and like I wanted this possibility of a new me. And I remember thinking, whatever Danielle knows, I want to know. Like, she has experience, (laughs) (laughs) all the things. She has experience and knowledge and understanding and like loving her body in a way that I didn't. And I wanted whatever you had. And I also didn't understand that sexual pleasure was for me. Like, yeah. I I didn't know what that meant and you would talk about it. And so I got really curious about it because I felt like sex was supposed to be to keep my husband happy so that our marriage would be happy. Mm -hmm. I've been a people pleaser for like most of my life and about 16 years into my marriage, I just was so used to trying to keep my husband comfortable and happy. I didn't understand this whole like, wait, I can just have pleasure. Like, What does that mean? And then But even though I was trying to keep him happy, I was filled with a lot of resentment and I was kind of losing myself in this process of like, just like giving my, like, just trying to please him. And so I wanted all this stuff and I just trusted after I had been around you that, that you could help me. Mm -hmm. So I love coming back to this like idea of like, for you pleasure, because it comes up with every single woman, whether they're listening to this podcast, or they work with me directly. And can you just explain in a little bit more detail, like, 
how you noticed that shift and what that actually meant. Because I think for so many people listening, they cognitively understand it, right? It's like, yeah, of course. Yeah, it's for me. I get that. But when you started doing this work, what are some like specific examples of how you noticed you weren't doing it for yourself to begin with? And then the shift that happened? Yeah, so I totally relate with that because I can logically see that it was for me because I would have an orgasm and I can feel it, but like my husband can't. So like I get like I was like, I get that. But I would like because I didn't look forward to sex, I thought it took a lot of effort to have pleasure for myself. And I felt like it was another kind of checkbox thing on my list of all the things I needed to do in my life was like, Oh, and I also need to have sex. Because my husband always seemed happy after we had sex. And so I liked his happiness. And I would just be willing to quickly have sex with him so that he could be happy. And I thought that it took me a long time. And I didn't understand. I thought something was kind of wrong with me that it would take me so long to experience an orgasm. But I started, as I was working with you, I started just kind of being in my body. And I started noticing that things felt good, even if I wasn't having an orgasm. It was like, oh, I kind of like that he's touching me there. Oh, that feels kind of nice. I just kind of opened up to pleasure as in not just an orgasm, but all kinds of pleasure. Like, oh, I kind of like cuddling with him. This feels good. Oh, I remember like feeling like relaxed. Like, oh, I kind of needed this. Like, like kind of like a, like I'm letting go and kind of relaxing and just being with my husband. That's where it started. was like, maybe this is for me because I feel better (laughs) when I just allow myself (laughs) to feel good. (laughs) Yeah, I know it sounds like silly saying it out loud, but we all do this, right? We're like, oh, wait, it can be for me because like, I actually don't feel good when I'm full of like, resentment or (laughs) irritation. (laughs) Like, there's this alternative (laughs) called pleasure. I noticed that like, I recoiled from my husband often, just like, because I was more stressed than I thought I was like, I always thought it was kind of this like laid back person who just kind of let things roll off our shoulders. But what was happening was I was ignoring myself a lot. I was ignoring my needs. I was ignoring my own thoughts. I didn't even want to like feel any kind of negative emotion or uncomfortable emotion. I would like push that aside because I thought that was wrong or bad. And so I would just kind of ignore myself and reject myself And that made me so stressed out, like so irritated. And if he would like come home from work and just like touch my back, I would like, (gasps) like kind of get away from him. And he even said, I don't even remember this happening. But he even says I would like smack him, like his hand. Like it was like a reaction. Like I would just like, like, stop it. (laughs) Don't even touch me. And he was like, whoa, like I have all day I just wanted to kiss you and I was like <gasps> like any kind of like physical touch from him meant 
oh no, like he wants sex and I don't really want to. And it's going to take a lot of work. It was just that mental dialogue would start going through my head, which was very stressful. And I would recoil often. And so then I remember just kind of, it was so kind of funny because I started thinking, hmm, I wonder what my body is telling me. Like, what do I really, really want? And it wasn't to recoil. Like it was to kiss and hug my husband. It was to feel connected to him. It was to experience pleasure. I, that's actually what I wanted. So it was really funny that I had this moment where I remember him coming home from work. I was standing in the kitchen or something and he like touched me and I was like, wait, wait, do I want to recoil or do I want to kind of lean in? And I thought, Oh, well, it kind of, I kind of want to be with him. Like that feels kind of good. And I do love him. So maybe I can just relax and like, let him hold me. That feels nice. And it was just this possibility of, Hmm, I wonder what else feels good. And that's where it kind of all happened. Just this relaxing into what I actually wanted. And I spent a lot of time during my day, you know, just going through my normal routine and just thinking about what I actually wanted, which was a connection with my husband, a connection to myself. I wanted to love me. I wanted to accept myself, my body. And I wanted to feel this intimate connection with my husband. And I was like, I actually do like doing that sex thing with you <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. because it builds a connection between us. And this is an activity that I don't do with anybody else. It's just you. This is what takes us from roommates to lovers. Like, right. <laughs> yeah. and so I just kind of, I was like, maybe I do want to feel like I have this like amazing intimate connection with my husband. Yeah. And that's just kind of, and I I literally would try to spend more time thinking about that than how much it might hurt or how I don't feel good or I'm tired or I have a headache. Like I was like, okay, that's all there. Like, of course, but I'm going to spend way more time thinking about how I actually do like sex. It feels good. And I like my husband and I like to be together. And I just started like kind of breaking that up in my day. I'm like, okay, time to think about this now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I remember as you were developing that, you know, that belief system, like this could feel good, or I do actually want this. And I think that's so important is reminding ourselves that there sometimes is competing wants. (laughs) And the overall part was like, but wait a minute, like, I know that I'm telling like my brain is saying this stuff, but I actually do want connection. I do want to feel cozy and cuddly and lovey and sexy and having delicious pleasure with him. Yeah. (laughs) that's there too yeah so I want to come back though to a little bit because I think that it's important you know as I as you know like I've talked about like we have to up those ons turning on the ons and turning off the off so you were doing this work to like really help yourself like kind of turn on this idea that it was what you wanted but in the same time there were you know, blocks, like you were saying, like this resentment or like the tit for tat or like, you know, those kind of 
battles, right? <laughs> Where it was like, I know I can start to feel like I want this, but Danielle, like I'm so frustrated or I'm so angry or like this is coming up. How do I reconcile this want or this desire that I have for him when I'm also really frustrated? So will you talk a little bit about that? Because I think so many women will really relate to like, normal irritations or frustrations or whatever we have that then get in the way, even if we are working on those wants. Yes. And you could totally remind me of things if I forget them. But the most recent one I can think about was my husband's mustache and how I hated it. And I just kept dwelling on how much I didn't like his mustache. And I was so annoyed with him because I kept saying, I don't like your mustache, which to me meant you know, you should shave your mustache, but like you wouldn't. And I remember you asking me, well, did you ask him to shave it? And I was like, no, I said, I hate your mustache. (laughs) (laughs) And you're like, oh, so you're not really asking him for what you want. You're just kind of like assuming that he's going to know. And I remember I was like, oh, because this would come up in our conversations about sex too. Like he would put his hand somewhere. I'm like, "I, I don't want him to put his hand there how come he doesn't know? And you would say he doesn't know. (laughs) He really doesn't know. So it was like, I was so irritated because I just, I didn't realize I did this, but I assumed so much. I just wanted my husband to know how I felt, to take care of it, to answer all my requests, even though I haven't made them. And I just kind of assumed he just would know all of that. I remember him doing little things like leaving messes around the house or, um, buying things like he went to that estate sale and bought all this really ugly art and I was so annoyed (laughs) (laughs) Ah! yeah and I just kept like snapping and like like you said like the tit for tat stuff like just picking on these little like mindless behaviors that he has because he's a human and and I kept thinking like I kept holding him to this standard that I don't even hold myself to. And I remember having this argument and I was annoyed with him for doing something. And then I had this thought like, oh, Jamie, you actually do some annoying things too. Mm -hmm. And I didn't acknowledge that. I like pushed it away. I didn't really want to think about that. But in that moment, I started feeling like a hypocrite and I started kind of like rejecting myself and like not really being who I wanted to be. And I just, I started like picking on him Um, And I remember bringing it up with you and you were like, all humans have mindless behavior. Like, you know, and it was this like compassion for myself. I love your Danielle voice. I know. All humans. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. That's how you sound to me. Like, just very zen to me. Fairy godmother. All humans. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Jamie here. Yes, that's my family. But I was like, you're right. I do too. And since you were working a lot with me on having compassion, it was that compassion on myself, that practice of like being compassionate with my things that aren't like, that are kind of annoying or like this mindless behavior that I might have. But as practicing and working on that, it started showing up in having that kind of compassion towards my husband too. And just, loving him for who he was as opposed to like always needing him to change all these little things so I could feel better. So I wouldn't be annoyed. So I could have sex with you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Cause you could see that this like pattern of not loving on him for who he was, 
was keeping you from pleasure for yourself, not just in your marriage, but like, oh, this is actually creating resentment and frustration and stress inside my body. And then that is also keeping me from wanting to like extend out and touch you and have sex with you. So not only is it keeping me from actual physical sexual pleasure, but like it doesn't feel good either. Yeah. I remember sending you a message and I was kind of aware of all this stuff that was going on. And I said, I just realized that I punished myself. Like, oh, you're annoying. I'm annoying. And so no one's going to have pleasure because you're annoying. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, why would I do that? And I remember saying that to you. Why am I doing that? Why would, not that it's like judgmental, but like, wait a second. Why would you say you don't get to have pleasure if your husband is a human and you're annoying too? Like, I don't know. It just this kind of aha moment of, wait, maybe we could like be annoyed and just it be okay, and then still have pleasure. <laughs> well, and I think this is such a like a actual example of when I'm talking about, you know, realizing these moments when it's m- for my pleasure, right? Because when we're thinking like, oh, maybe they haven't done the dishes, or they got me, you know, ugly art from an estate sale. (laughs) So I don't want to quote unquote, give them sex, right? Right. Where it actually is like, oh, they're doing all this and I'm keeping myself from experiencing pleasure and joy and satisfaction in my relationship. And also, you know, sexual pleasure, like, because of the way that I'm interpreting and thinking about this situation. Yep. And I remember you saying to me, is it possible that these things your husband is doing is his way of trying to connect with you? And what is it that you actually want? And I was like, to connect. (laughs) (laughs) And you're like, oh, interesting. (laughs) And I had all this compassion to him. And you were like, oh, he doesn't know how to connect with you, but you don't know how to connect with you either. (laughs) So you're annoyed with him for not knowing how you just want him to know how to connect with you, but you don't really know either. That was such a huge moment for me. Oh, I'm going to figure this out. Like, what do I really want to feel connected to my husband? And that is really, really want. So I guess I could think whatever I want. So I just, when he started doing stuff, I thought, Oh, he is just so awesome. He just loves connecting with me. (laughs) Yeah. He actually wants to like, you know, relate to me or connect with me. And he might be a little misguided. (laughs) I might not like this type of art. That's no problem. We can talk about that. But you can see the intention behind it. Oh, that made such a difference in my life. Just focusing in on that. And I and then it became kind of cute and fun as opposed to I'm just so annoyed with you all the time. Yeah. Like, how dare you? How dare you? How dare you buy this? (laughs) Um, So I'm curious too. So you just said something that I want to come back to is just like, oh, but I realized I didn't even know how to connect with myself. So from the past few months of working together, this has been such a huge part of your journey, whether it's your desires or your wants or your body. Like, can you explain just that process a little bit about how coming into it, like that disconnect that you realized was there and how you started just repairing that connection with yourself? 
Yes. Okay. So I used to, because I felt like I had to please my husband, this didn't just show up in sex all the time. It was showing up in areas like participating in the things he likes to participate in, eat the things he likes to eat, spend time the way he likes to spend time. Like I should be more like him and then I can feel connected to him. And it was just getting really... I was just irritated often because I was doing and participating in things that I don't even like. <laughs> it wasn't, and I was doing so much mind management, I guess, around like, because I know I can be happy in any circumstance. So I would like do all this mind, what you would call mental gymnastics around a situation so I could have fun and like it. And then I just realized, or I could just not <laughs> do those things. And you would remind me that I actually did have things that I like that my husband didn't participate in. And that was okay. So why did I feel the pressure to participate in all the things he likes when he doesn't feel the pressure to participate in the things I like and he's okay? And we could still feel connected. But you you reminded me there's things that I love like dancing and I love podcasting. And there, there were just these things that you would just, you're like, but that's not true. You don't, you know, oh, cause he really likes food, right? He's really into food and he would order food from like other countries. And I remember he would order, he ordered this big box of chocolate from Europe, which a lot of people might think sounds amazing. And I was trying to like it and I just didn't. And I just thought, what is wrong with me? I don't like all the things he likes. And, and you were like, but what if you just didn't like food, but what if you liked other things, you know? And what if that was okay? And so I started relaxing and like just kind of paying attention to what I, like who I actually was, what actually brought me joy and pleasure and fun into my life. And I, I remembered I liked yoga. I haven't done yoga in years, but I was like, oh, I remember I liked yoga. Like maybe I'll start doing that again. I like hiking. So I started planning hiking into my week. I really love just like being with my kids and, and hanging out and not having anything really on the agenda. My husband would rather work, you know, he'd rather be working in the garden with the kids. And I was like, I really like just kind of being like, just relaxing and being together. I don't have to have, I don't want to do all the work all the time. So I started kind of embracing those parts of me. Oh, and I like work. I loved work. And I used to beat myself up about it. Like I felt guilty that I even wanted to work. Like I shouldn't want to work. That's just taking time away from my family. So I, I just started embracing these things about myself that I, that I actually liked and just letting all that be okay. Oh, it's just okay that this is who you are and what you enjoy and there's nothing wrong with that. I started becoming my biggest fan. Yeah, I think it's, um, you know, hearing you talk about it and having talked with every client about this, right? It's that permission to be who you are. And it it's like, instead of like beating yourself up because you don't want to have a box of chocolate from Europe or getting mad at yourself, like, yes, we can do the mental gymnastics, but, you know, it starts with first giving ourselves permission, like you're talking about permission to like choose, like 
what do I really like? Like being curious. And you might actually decide someday that, you know what, in fact, I actually do like gardening, but it's not coming from this place of like, I am supposed to because he does. And what's wrong with me that I don't, it wasn't the shooting thing. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I remember being in Hawaii and I had really embraced meditation. You had put me on a meditation schedule and I was loving meditation. It's actually changed my life. And so I'm practicing this meditation in Hawaii in the morning and thinking about all the other things that like my husband and his parents were going to be participating in that day and how I didn't want to participate in those things. Not because I didn't like them or love them, but just, I just didn't want to spend my time doing those things. And I was just beating myself up about it. And I had my call with you when I was in Hawaii and you reminded me that meditation going on a walk on the beach, I don't doing the things I enjoyed doing in Hawaii because I wanted to do it was awesome. And you kept saying I was poo-pooing on myself. Poo-pooing <laughs> <laughs> on your pleasures and your yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're like You have all these little pleasures that you actually do enjoy and you keep poo-pooing on them because it's not what everybody else is doing. Like you're saying what, what you're doing is wrong, what they're doing is right. <laughs> and it was just, Danielle, it was creating so much stress in my life. Like, it's funny that, like, you wouldn't think that would create stress, but it really does. <laughs> like this poo-pooing on yourself, kind of listening to that critical voice that's in your head and then rejecting who you really are all day long. Like I was so tense. Like I, I would always have pain in my shoulders and like pain in my belly. Yeah. It was just getting, there was like this physical reaction to my stress. Yeah. Well, it's like living with an abuser, right? Like it's like you're like, like sleeping and there's like a, a movie like sleeping with the enemy right like you're living with an enemy inside of you because it didn't matter what you chose to do if you didn't deem it to be what you were supposed to be doing or what you were supposed to be liking there was this immediate backlash from yourself and giving yourself permission and you know what i think is so fun like watching you having gone through this process and starting just to give yourself permission to not poo poo on everything is that you have come and realized there are a lot of things you actually do enjoy and do like about your relationship you know being in the relationship and doing things with your husband or doing things with your kids but you couldn't be open to that or see that before because the shoulds were so heavy on that. Yeah, it's so beautiful. And I feel so grateful and like I've come alive. I love you helped me realize that too. It's just this being alive feeling that I have every day. And ugh, it just feels so good. And like I said before, I feel like I'm my biggest fan. Like without guilt. I, that was a process too. Like I became my biggest fan, but then I would like beat myself up about it. Like you shouldn't really like yourself that much. And then I was like, Oh, but I could just be my biggest fan without the guilt. Yeah. <laughs> and that was a huge breakthrough for me. Oh, like set me free from my abuser. <laughs> yes, for sure. So can you explain to those people listening how you, you know, being your biggest fan and being on your own side allowed 
you know, you to enjoy this stuff a little bit more. Cause I still think that it's like, can get mixed up in people's heads. Like, let's say that you didn't like when your husband, you know, maybe he came in and you were, you know, doing dishes or something and you were feeling this way and he grabs your buns and you like slap his hand. Let's just say <laughs> like an example, yeah. right? So something like that. And in your mind or people listening might be like, yeah, but I really don't like him touching my buns. So like that in that moment, that was a reality. You didn't like that, but it's not quite the same mental gymnastics as what you're talking about. The other likes, like how is that different now? It's different now because if he touches me or I'm just going to use a specific example. Like if we're having sex or we're cuddling in bed and he like touches me and I used to recoil now, when he touches me, my, my narrative in my head is different. I'm not like, don't touch me. I don't like that. I I really do just think, Hmm, that's fine. And then I just like move his hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's really hard for me to, like, it just doesn't feel like a problem. I, I'm pretty sure it comes from this idea that I have a choice. Like, I don't have to do anything. I don't have to have sex. I don't have to garden with my husband. If he touches me, I don't have to let him. I've kind of let go of that I, I had a lot of obligation. I felt like the, I was obligated to let him touch me. I was obligated to do whatever he wanted to do. If he wanted to have sex, I was obligated to do that. And I got, I start, I really worked on not feeling obligated. I really worked on opening up to having this agency, this choice in every situation where, hmm, but what do I want? And I don't have to do anything. And it does like, and I was a little bit afraid to open up the, up to that because I thought, well, now I won't ever have sex again. Like that's what I thought would happen. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I won't ever choose this if I get the choice to not. I won't yeah. choose this. Why would I? Because I don't want him to touch me, right? Like, so coming from that mindset was, wait. So if I say I have a choice, then I'm obviously going to say like no more sex. So, but it was really magical. Kind of what happened is I just <sighs> kind of relaxed and like really truly got to a place where I knew I didn't have to do anything. I was finally able to access and discover what I wanted. Mm-hmm. And so then I did want pleasure. I did want to be touched. I did want to be with him in so many different ways, but I didn't get there until I just let go of the obligation that I always felt. And I just kind of let myself know, guess what? You're powerful and you get to do whatever you want. Yes. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I'm shaking my invisible pom-poms over here. Yes. That's exactly like such a great description of it because I think this is where women get kind of, you know, nervous, like, but I don't know if I'll ever choose it because the way that it feels right now, but 
understanding part of the reason that it feels this way, that it doesn't feel pleasurable, that it feels like irritating when he looks at you or touches you or kisses you or whatever, (laughs) is because it's under the veil of obligation and should and I'm supposed to's and it's not, it doesn't feel like a free choice. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Okay. Okay. So, because I think that, you know, we're, we're talking about all these things, the processes, everything like that, but I would love for you just to talk like very bluntly, like, is sex better? Why is it better? Like, does it feel different? Like, do you actually want to have sex? Like, do you have desire where there didn't used to be any? Oh my goodness. Okay. Everyone get ready. (laughs) (laughs) I'm ready. I'm on the edge of my seat. Sex is so much better. I actually do have sex more often because I want to, because I'm like, why not? In fact, last night I got back from a getting some takeout, (laughs) you know, having some time to myself. I got home kind of late, maybe like 11. And I walked in my door and my husband was asleep. And I thought, I'm going to wake him up. Like, (laughs) how dare he be asleep right now? (laughs) I need some sex. (laughs) Yep. And I just, I took all my clothes off, crawled in bed with him and he couldn't resist. It was awesome. And I I was just like, I cannot remember the last time where sex came before sleep (laughs) because I was always like, no, I'm tired. No, I'm tired. I'm like, I'm tired and I'm going to have sex. I get to have both because later I'm going to sleep and it's going to be fine. Yeah. Oh, I love that. That's so fun. So I feel like I'm just kind of exciting in the relationship. Like I, I, I like this thought, like I bring the fun, like I think I bring the fun and I, I'm always asking myself this question. How can we make, how can we make sex more fun and like light instead of heavy and obligated and it has to be a certain way. And I'm just asking myself that question, which leads me to think about sex more often, which then leads to more sex (laughs) all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And so I plan in sex, not because I have to, but because it's one of the things I want to do with my time. I think sex is fun and great. And so I plan it into my schedule I don't really have a set number that I aim for. I just think, when do I want to have sex? And it's usually often, but um, I put in there. (laughs) I definitely, for sure, our new thing has been, we put it on our schedule for Saturday and Sunday mornings. We don't come out of our room until 11 a.m. And it's... Wait a minute. How do you do that? Because I know everybody's (laughs) like, oh, she must not have kids. Like maybe they're, you know, just young bucks, like in an apartment. So can you tell them a little bit about your setup? Because I think this is really important for people to hear. You put it on your calendar, mm-hmm. Saturday and Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. Yep. Are you alone in a hotel room in the Himalayans? No, I am trapped in a house during a quarantine with four kids. And I'm, I'm not trapped, but <laughs> like, yeah, on sheltered, sheltered in place. Yeah, I'm yeah. sheltering in a quarantine during a pandemic with four kids, ages almost 17, 15, 12, and 8. Mm-hmm. And our kids are allowed to be bored <laughs> and just <laughs> entertain themselves. And I do have some thoughts like, 
oh no, are they eating all the Nutella? What are they getting into? (laughs) What are they doing? And they definitely do experiments and, you know, they have a good time. But I also have thoughts like, this is so fun. This is my dream life. This is my dream weekend. And I don't have to go anywhere. I always dreamed about having like weekend mornings with just me and my husband where we had no agenda, where we just got to lay in bed and be together and have sex and just, uh, just to have like a wonderful pleasuring time, (laughs) just like be together. And so we just created that and it's possible. It's possible. And it's been really heaven. (laughs) Yes, it is possible. And I just want people to hear that because there's so many objections of like, what it looks like, but it's, you know, hearing you and like this journey that you've been through and learning what you want and leaning into your desires and giving yourself permission and calendaring these things, because it is truly important to you, how that allows you to actually make those physical changes in your life so that you can get what you want. Mm -hmm. And I know a lot of people feel weird, like talking about sex with their kids, but we've gotten pretty comfortable. And it's even funny now where we're like, Hey, um, don't come in our room, you know, on Saturday, Sunday morning, like we're in here. I'm just trying to to. (laughs) (laughs) probably don't want to see this. And at night we'll like be putting the kids to bed and, the other night was so funny. It was a Friday night. My son, he was leaving the room and he's like, have fun, you guys. And he like closed the door and we were like, oh my gosh, is that weird or what? But like, I think he just knows like, hey, mom and dad get their time. Yeah. What's wrong we get with to that? hang out together. It's amazing, right? Yeah. Like how many of us just want to be able to like have our kids be in this place where it's like, they feel safe knowing like, this is a healthy part of a relationship. There's nothing that they need to be ashamed of, nor I need to be ashamed of. Yep. I just yeah. think about how much they know that me and my husband make time for each other and we love each other and we actually want to be together in married ways <laughs> that, that husband and wives do, like all the things. Like, And I like that my kids, of course, at first, they would be like, what, you know, like, what is happening? Don't talk about that or whatever. Not that we were sharing details with the kids. I don't mean that at all. It's just they just know that dad loves mom and mom loves dad. And we like to be together and dad kisses mom and sometimes grabs her bum. And then we spend Saturday and Sunday mornings in bed together. And they're old enough. Yeah, they can guess. They can they can fill in the blanks, but they probably (laughs) don't want it. It's like, okay. Yeah. But they're not like, if they are grossed out or whatever, they're not like sharing that anymore. And they're just like, that's just what happens. Yeah. But yeah. I like to think that they it. feel good about it. You know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, you know, you said something earlier in the podcast, and I think that I, and you've expressed this to me, like, what does a vibrant woman <laughs> like look like? Like, what does like when you're like, you've helped me become more alive, or I'm a sexually pleasured, empowered woman, like we hear these terms, and people listening to the podcast hear me say that. But what is your experience having, like, become that woman? How would you explain that to people? I love that you asked this question, because it's, I I, I agree with you. I think people are like, okay, what does that look like? And you might think, 
it's going to be like this, like fireworks and this, this big thing, you know, like this, like vibrant woman walks in the room and her hair's blowing and like, she just, you know, <laughs> that feeling. Her boobs accidentally just pop out of her, yes. her dress, just <laughs> yes. everywhere. Yes. Yeah. Like it's slow motion and everyone's staring at her, you know? Um, and it's funny because that's, <laughs> not maybe what it looks like on the outside but that's kind of what it feels like on the inside (laughs) yeah and here's what it is like a day in the life of Jamie so well before quarantine (laughs) so I like go to the grocery store and I'm walking in and I can like feel I'm like in my body and I'm thinking thoughts like I really love my body I feel good in my skin like those are my automatic thoughts now Whereas before they would have been more critical, but now it's like, huh, I just feel really good. I walk into the store and I'm walking down the aisles and I'm like, everyone wants me. Yeah. <laughs> like, staring at me. That's what it feels like because I like just feel that way about myself. And it's like saying no to things that I don't want to participate in and not feeling guilty about it. That's been really awesome. I'm like careful with my time. I'm like, hmm. Because what's on my schedule is what makes me feel alive. All the things that make me feel alive, not all the things that I have to do. Like, even if I'm like sweeping the floor, I'm like, I'm only doing this because I really want to. Like, it just feels so good. Like the other day I was sweeping the entryway and I was like, I actually want to sweep the entryway. Like everything just feels so much easier to do because I want to do it. I only do things that I want to do. And if I don't want to do something, I take the time to really think, like I was talking about earlier, like what do I really want to though or not? Like maybe I do, maybe I don't, I don't have to. Hmm. I actually kind of do. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And giving yourself that space and that time to like pause and permission. It's just not like this automatic thing, but remembering like we do actually have a choice. Like you don't have to work on your business. You don't have to clean the dishes. Like you don't have to do these things, mm-hmm. but they are actions that you might want to take because you want the bigger picture outcome. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And it just doesn't seem like a big deal. Another thing that happens daily in my life is that moment where I kind of feel like my house is kind of messy. And I used to think to myself, Oh my gosh, I'm the only one that does anything around here. These kids make so many messes. And and now I just say, Hey guys, we're going to take some time and clean up the house. And they're like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> big deal. Yeah. Cause your whole demeanor, it's like when you feel like you're like, Hey, it's a choice. It's almost like you're showing them how to be and that they don't feel all resentful and horrible about it either. Cause mom doesn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I think I see them like, because I work so hard to have a lot of love and compassion and understanding towards myself and acceptance that I see them that way too. I just look at my kids and I just love them. I just don't really have any problems with them. I just really love them. And same thing with my husband. Like he'll, he just texted me right before the interview. I want to buy a Jeep. Do you want to come test drive it with me? And my first thought, cause I still have thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> um, was like, really, you're going to buy something else. And then I was like, Hmm, let me just take a minute. And I was like, that sounds fun. Test driving a Jeep with my husband. <laughs> that sounds fun. I don't have to. It doesn't mean we have to buy it. Like all that stuff is let go. I'm like, ooh, this sounds fun. So on Monday, we're going to be test driving a car together and 
just just having fun instead of me thinking, oh my gosh, you're spending all this stimulus money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, sure. I don't know. It's just, it's not that I don't get overwhelmed or I, or I don't get frustrated or all those things, but my bounce back is really so much faster where I used to be maybe annoyed or overwhelmed for days or weeks. It's like maybe a few hours to a day. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's such a huge thing for people to hear. It's not like doing this work. You're never going to be irritated. You're never going to be frustrated, but exactly what you said. It's like that bounce back. It's like, because you, I was just explaining this to another client this morning. Like it's because you're building up this like reservoir of pleasure. It just makes your whole experience when you do get frustrated or irritated, go faster. It's like mm-hmm. You don't yeah. get sucked into a hole of everything is horrible. You just kind of like bounce back. You're like, okay, that happened. I was really fresh and moving on. Yep. Totally. And it's not like I'm discrediting my feelings. I just notice them and then bounce back a lot faster. It's great. Another thing that I see coming up for me too, a lot is that dialogue in my head where I used to like, I especially learned this when I was, I started doing meditation. Like when I first started doing meditation, I noticed like the dialogue in my head was really worried about other people's thoughts and feelings. I was always like, what are they going to think? What are they going to feel? What are they going to do? All the things that was like the dialogue in my head where now when I sit down to meditate, it's either like pretty still, like there's not a whole lot going on or it's like, I love my clients. I'm so excited to work with them. (laughs) this is so fun. I love my life. And I'm like thinking about my dog and I'm thinking about my kids. I'm just like kind of loving my life. So it feels really, I don't know another word except for like amazing, like just really grateful and like just to like love my life and just how I've done all that work to help my automatic thoughts and stuff be more along the lines of loving my life as opposed to, uh uh-oh. Like I'm going to people please all these people and what's everyone going to work and think about me and what's my husband going to do? Oh no. Is he going to want to have sex when we come home? Like <laughs> all the things like it's more like, ah, like kind of like relaxed. And I'm like, I actually am a really helpful, kind, nice, loving person. Like I start seeing those things about myself and I like it. It feels good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love it. So like for anybody listening that are like, yeah, that all sounds great, but I just don't think that's possible for me. Or I just don't know that this kind of work would like work for me or what I should do. What would you say to them if they're, you know, sitting, <laughs> sitting at home in shelter, listening to this and being like, yeah, that sounds great, but I just don't know if that could be me. Well, I would bring them back to the very beginning of this episode where I said I had decided that I'm going to trust Danielle. Like, I just decided ahead of time that I could trust you and that you knew things that I didn't. And I was willing to try anything to be able to love my life. Mm, To love myself, to love my husband, and to understand what it meant to to own my sexuality. What does that mean? You talked about how it would leak over in different areas of my life, how my business would be better and how my like life with my kids would be better and my, you know, at home and with in-laws and all the things. And I was like, I had just decided that to trust you and that I knew that you had something I didn't. And I was willing to try that. Mm, I love it. So would you do it again? 
I am doing it again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. Duh. <laughs> Danielle. <laughs> yeah, you are. <laughs> I'm, I'm really excited to try your group program. Like I'm, yeah. I'm already paid, signed up. It's we're, we're good. We're starting. I'm, I'm just so excited to be in a room with those women. So excited to connect with them, and I already know a couple of them, and I'm so excited. <laughs> it's gonna be so good, so good. Okay, so one question that I ask everybody that comes on the podcast. How do you think our world would change if more women were sexually pleasured? Okay. I knew you were going to ask me this. (laughs) (laughs) So, okay. What I like to think about is if me being a pleasured woman means that I feel amazing in my body, I love myself deeply, I feel intimate and connected with my husband. I feel alive. I love the life I'm living. Being a mom is easier and enjoyable. I'm able to own my dream business and basically wrap my arms around my life and feel extremely grateful every day for who I am and what I have. I'm kinder to others, like my neighbors and the people at the grocery store and the church. Like I feel so much more love on the daily. I, I start thinking, wait, okay. If every woman, let's just say 10 million women felt like I do, like this pleasured woman, like they love themselves and they they feel comfortable in their bodies and they feel alive and they're living their dreams. And it doesn't even have to be, you know, these big dreams, like you're working at these corporate places or owning your own business. Just your dream could be like loving your life at home with your kids too. If they were able to feel that way, And I have one daughter. And so I think my example to her is changing her life. She's become this like super, her confidence is soaring. I love it. I love to watch her start to live her dreams. Like she totally is going to be an author and she's got her plan worked out. And I'm so excited to watch her. And I think about those women who are pleasured, who feel like me, and then being examples to their daughters. And it's kind of this magical feeling. I, it's like, I don't know if I have the words to explain the magnitude of it, but it's this magical feeling where women are being kind and encouraging to each other and they're leading in a world in a powerful way that only a woman can do. And I don't see how that can't just change the world. Like, like in my whole world has been changed if you just take 10 million women and their worlds have changed in their own little world. Even just 10 women, even just like 10,000 women, right? Like it's, it's crazy yeah. to think about like what you're talking about. It's that ripple effect of all of the people that that woman touches, you know, in her life and leading by example. And like you said, being able to show up unapologetically and more powerful and yeah. It just yeah, I, it's like it's so hard to find the words. I don't know if the English language even has them, but I know we've talked about this before. It's like this feeling, like you just know that a woman, when she truly allows herself to feel her own strength, I really just think she could rule the world. Like that's what it feels like. Totally, totally. <laughs> we will rule the world. I love it. Yeah, and I don't <laughs> ever mean like we're better than yes, everyone else, yeah, but yeah. it's like why wouldn't she just like naturally just 
Thank you. I just feel so, I was thinking about this this morning. I was kind of tearing up and I was thinking about the magnitude of that. So I encourage everyone that at least is in my circle that I'm around and like, got to do this work. <laughs> like, we, have a, we have an opportunity here to change everything. Yes. <laughs> Starts with you. You do do the work. <laughs> yeah, I just keep texting everyone the link to your program. I'm like, here's something that I think you should do for yourself. Because and for me, <laughs> everyone well, do this for me and you and all the things. Yeah, it's just uh, but for yourself because that's the fast track to. I, I don't even know the word wholeness, completeness. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it is. It is the fast track. It's like yes, we we understand. And even as you explained it at the beginning, it's like duh. Of course, your husband's going to benefit if you start enjoying sex more. But it's not coming from this place of like, I have to do it for him, for his benefit. Like all of that pleasure that you were able to experience came from you giving yourself permission to to do it for you, to want yep. it for you. Powerful. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming and sharing your experience and your story on It's My Pleasure. Thank you so much for inviting me on. I, I really feel honored. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining on today's episode where we got to hear all about Jamie's journey and where she's at. It's just been such a delight to work with her, and I'm excited to keep doing this work with her so she can just find more and more levels of pleasure inside. And I hope that you just being able to hear her story and hear those ups and downs and hear what it's like on the other side inspires you to remind yourself, like, you know what? I do actually want this in my life. I do want this and I can choose it. It doesn't have to be a have to. (laughs) It can be a choice. This can be for me. And when you let it be for you, what a beautiful journey it is. And like I said before, come on and join us in the Better Sex in 90 Days program where you can learn the exact process to build this sort of foundation so that you can do this sort of work on yourself, finding more pleasure, more satisfaction, more aliveness, more empowerment, for years to come daniellesavory.com slash group and thanks again it's been my absolute pleasure to share jamie's story with you and i hope that you find something that you can relate to that helps you find more pleasure in your life have a wonderful amazing day and i will talk to you next week bye